Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday morning. It's another fabulous Friday. We got three more fabulous guests. And if it's your first time listening to Charitable Georgia, this is all about positive things happening in community. Our first guest this morning is Miss Lori Cover from Positively Max and Maggie. Lori, thanks for being here this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'd just like to say who day, although we need to be a little bit better, but who day? Who day? There we go. That's our common bond, the little bingles there. So uh, you and I met doing, uh, I guess, a couple years ago in networking, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, you have an interesting background from TV and uh, special gifts, and now you've got this pet thing going on. So why don't you give us a little background about yourself, and we'll talk about Positively Max and Maggie. All righty. Well, um, I grew up in Ohio, obviously, being a Bengals fan, and um, – Learned very quickly. I didn't want to stay in Ohio, so went to college in Florida so that I could uh, get some good weather. Moved here pretty quick after that, and I actually have uh, worked in Atlanta sports television for 30 years. Um, Since I moved here, I was very blessed. I moved here and got involved in local TV, and they needed a short, spunky woman to boss people around. So I became the sports producer at uh, WXIA for a long time. And, um, you know, I I came into Atlanta at a really good time because I came in when the Braves started in the 90s. So I got to cover a World Series and championships, and that was amazing. Then the Falcons were doing well, went to a Super Bowl, you know, Georgia started to do well. We had national championships and Final Fours. And so that was my passion, and it still is. I still am a passionate uh, sports person. Um, But then I decided to try and move into other areas of television. So I moved into working on, you know, parades and game shows and talk shows with Tyler Perry and – and my days just got longer and longer and longer and longer. And, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're like, what am I doing sitting in a production truck for 14 hours a day? Um, I am I am married. I have a wonderful husband. He also works in the industry. So fortunately, we understood each other's hours. I have um, two adult kids. And then I have three four-legged kids, which is uh, actually why uh, Positively Max Maggie. So, um, and I met you, Brian, because right before the pandemic, my mom passed away. And then we hit the pandemic, and it was like, oh, my gosh, my world kind of got turned upside down. So I started working it for um, a great company called Tate & Zoe. I was doing it on the side, still doing some TV stuff. But um, 
I wanted to do something that added a little sunshine, so to speak, to things. Because that was what my mom always was. She was an amazing person. And volunteering was huge in her life. And it still is in my father's. But um, so I started doing Tate and Zoe, doing gifts and gift baskets. And it was always something that I felt like I can donate these to, you know, auctions and events. And so that was kind of my way of feeling like I was, you know, giving back and doing stuff. Um, And then, you know, there's a saying I saw recently. No, it wasn't. Well. About the time I started Maxim, uh, Positively Maxim Aggie, it said, if your schedule is full, but your soul is not, then you're filling your schedule with the wrong things. And that was like a smack upside my head. It was like, I was so busy, and but nothing was making me really happy. So that was kind of how I took a really hard left turn. So... <laughs> Well, you mentioned it. You uh, you graciously donated some baskets for some events that I've worked with in the nonprofits from golf tournaments and some other things. So I appreciate you doing that. But um, so other than the getting involved with the sports and stuff like that, why is it important for you to be part of the community? Because that is where you live. That is the people who are there for you for good, bad, or indifferent. Um, we have. I mean, my kids, from the time they were little, we would go and, you know, we'd serve food at a soup kitchen. We'd go walk pets at a humane society. It was important to us. We've been given so much in our lives that we needed to give back. Um, During the pandemic, we rode school bus for – must ministries who delivered food to all the Cobb County kids who didn't have um, the normal breakfast and lunch they would get at school. So we rode in the back of the school bus and went to, you know, extended stay places just to make sure, you know, we still had food at home. We still could get out and get what we needed, but not all these people could. So it, it's that kind of stuff that has always been so important to me. And it comes from my parents because my dad, God bless him, he still is so involved in his community in Northport, uh, Florida. And mom and dad always, we have a lot. We should be thankful. We need to give back to others. So I want to go back to your, your television days for a second. So you say you started WXIA? I did. So – you know, I think it's interesting. Was Jeff Hollinger there when you were there? No, actually, he was at Channel 5. Oh, that's right. He was the sports anchor at Channel 5. And then that was um, that was the early 90s because I had just gotten out of college, early 90s. And Fred Khalil, Randy Waters, mm-hmm. Sam Crenshaw, those. And I still, um, I still do high school football on Friday nights for Georgia Public Broadcasting. Because that is my love. I mean, there is nothing better than high school football. It really is. It's awesome. And so I still work with Sam Crenshaw, who is so involved in high school football. So I still work with Sam and uh, 
Fred has since, God bless him, got to retire. Right. Back to Arizona. Randy was for a little while at Kennesaw State. I don't know if he's still there or not working. He actually is doing um, color radio for uh, Georgia Tech basketball. Okay. So. Well, the reason I asked about Jeff, because I just saw where he left 11 Alive and now went to GPB. Yes, I just saw him on Tuesday. <laughs> we do our, you know, our our check in for high school football on Friday. We are in East Coweta tonight, so I have a long drive oh, ahead of fun. me today. It is football season though, so it's That's always right. good when I can be out in the football field. So can't hurt. All right, so tell us a little bit about positively Max and Maggie. So um, having had animals my whole life, um, they are the purest form of unconditional love. They just are happy when you come home. It's like, yay, you're feeding me. Yay, you're here. So um, I knew that there, that there was something that, you know, I wanted to do. Um, you look at the pet industry over the last 10 years has grown by more than $10 billion. But yet four to six million animals are surrendered to shelters every year. So there's something kind of wonky going on. Um, Ozzy Albies, who brave second baseman, has started. He started an amazing pet foundation, and his and, and this had started kind of getting me thinking because he was like, he grew up in Curacao where dogs were on the street all the time, and people didn't think a thing about it. He wanted to teach people, you know. Hey, the there's a reason that they're here. Treat them well. Learn how to take care of them. Kind of learn at an early age. So he's done amazing things. He helps bring dogs out of shelters and takes them to um, Braves games to get adopted. It's adorable. And, you know, I don't have that kind of financial backing, but I want I was like, I've got to be able to do something. So I started doing research and – I found that there are so many small businesses, women, veterans, you know, people hand make collars, hand make water bowls, do all this stuff. And a percentage of all of their profits go to animal organizations. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make kind of an umbrella to help bring in other small businesses they can also, you know, will also give back. We choose a different animal charity each month to give back to. And most of these items are things that if you have a dog or a cat, you're going to buy anyway. You're going to buy a leash. You're going to buy toys. You're going to buy treats. Well, buy from a, a small business that not only you're helping support a small business, but you're also helping support different different organizations. And um, I've only been doing this since July, so I am still a baby at this. And I know I have so much to still learn, which is why being part of the Agworth Business Association has been really important because a lot of people there, has they have really helped me kind of learn, yeah, you know, I do that. Eh, maybe you need to do more of that. And um, – and I'm I'm very willing to learn. Coming from television, I don't have a business background. I can boss people around all I want, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I know necessarily, you know, long term 
where, you know, I need to change this marketing strategy or maybe add this. And I know there's a lot of other small businesses who I'd love to incorporate in the umbrella. But now that I've started the business, I'm kind of overwhelmed with, oh, my gosh, I've got to do this because we do pop-up shops and we're online. So we're trying to spread the word, so to speak, about Positively Maximeg. So I'm curious how the name came about. Um, my dog, my pity mix, his name is Max, and my uh, one of my cats is Maggie because I wanted to do cats and dog. And um, my, my daughter, who um, has her master's in luxury branding, she was my person, and I was like, okay, I want to use Max and Maggie. And she's like, mom, it's a long name. I was like, I know, but positively is the giving back part. She's like, okay. So she, she was very instrumental in helping me try and uh, create it. And she created my logo and all that. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, you know, we do that monthly trivia and last month we helped the Etowah Valley Humane Society. So uh, were you able to get a hold of Brian? I was, and they, um, we actually have our fundraiser for the Etowah Valley Humane Society on our Instagram page. We um, started this past weekend, and um, we're going to continue through the month of October. So share about that. What, 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 what's the fundraiser about, and how can people get involved? You can um, go to the Positively Max and Maggie um, Instagram page. It's listed on there. And we do, and what I tell people all the time, if they see us at a pop-up shop and they're like, oh, I don't have a dog or a cat. Well, I always have the information. I said, that's okay. You can just donate to the organization. And I've had, I had a bunch of people walk by and hand me $5. I said, we're doing money or we're raising a percentage of our profits from all of our sales online and at pop-up shops. And people who want to just donate, all of the, those proceeds are all going to the Etowah Valley Humane Society. Awesome. Do you know, being in the broadcasting world, do you know Ray Baker? Ray Baker. Used to be in the radio. He was the one that started Kennesaw State's radio station back oh, in the 90s. And yes. You know, he's been involved with Rock for Rescues. Have you gotten in touch with him about that? I have not. And, and that's just it, Brian. I will be honest. The number of people... We were at a pop-up shop on Sunday, and I wrote down four organizations. And that's what I mean where because I'm still so early in this process, I love getting names and connections because I think the most important thing is education, especially of young people, because when young people learn – how to take care of animals. Hey, let's get them spayed and neutered so we don't have, you know, a litter of puppies or kittens that then I, my third animal is, um, she, Kim Wigington from the ABA had come to a board meeting and said, Hey, we found a litter of kittens. It was in a storm drain in, you know, in downtown Ackworth, does anyone want one? The only one they could catch. And I was like, 
I'll take it. <laughs> My husband, of course, was rolling his eyes. And um, turns out she has special needs. And that's why they could catch her because she has a brain injury. Mm. But again, it's this, you know, I, she would not have made it if she had been there. But that's just another one of those. Oh, my gosh. Here we have more feral cats and more. So I would I think that to me, I want to get involved. I want connections and I want to um, I really want to help with the process of, okay, what's the best way to help not have four to six million animals surrendered right. every year? I'll make that reconnection for you with Ray. So That would be awesome. You know, and then in January, I'm going to have an expo at the Ackworth Community Center that you can be a part of at. So that's going to help the Horizon League portion of those proceeds. So you can come out and, and you know, promote your stuff there. So Awesome. I'm ready. I'm Ready and willing to go just about anywhere. All right. Well, we talked about the networking, and that's how we met. So um, you not only network, but you're involved with the ABA. You're on, uh, I guess, the board or you're a committee member or whatever. So um, can you give us a positive story of how networking has benefited you and helped you? Honestly, um, when I did the gift baskets, I was that was when I was like I don't know a thing about business I need to help. So I went to the ABA never felt more like part of a family. Everyone was like, "Oh, we'll help blah 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 blah." Well, um Dale Hoflinger and Kelly Nagel when I started talking about I think I want to do this with you know the pet business, they both took time out of their incredibly busy schedules, sat down with me, and for an hour let me go, okay, these are some of the things I'm thinking of, good, bad. They, and they both have been instrumental in just kind of giving me some guidance on ways to go. And I couldn't I couldn't have done this without them. And I am on the board. I'm in charge of the women's luncheon. So, and we've grown tremendously. So it's been, it's been a great experience and, um, yeah. So you also help with the morning jolt. I do. Can you share, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a member of the ABA. I know people like to be there, but you can come to that. Can you share about the jolt? The jolt is awesome because it, it literally is one hour and that's it. You have one hour come at 8 a.m. And you have a chance to share your business. You can meet people. And it's a great way to get your Tuesday. It's the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. And it's a great way to meet people. In fact, um, the people who are painting my house right now, I met them at the Jolt. <laughs> so there you go. I, and I've made incredible connections. Um, and everyone can. And it doesn't cost. You go in, grab a cup of coffee. Meet a bunch of people. You're in and out in an hour, and you can make meetings. It's wonderful. Sometimes you get free breakfast too, depending on who's sponsoring. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So there, are, there are a ton of networking groups out there. There's a ton of business associations, especially in Cobb County. So, um, since you're on the board of the ABA, which is the Ackworth Business Association, for people who may not know, can you share? I know they just had their monthly luncheon yesterday, right? Yes. Uh, can you share a little bit more about them in case people want to get more involved? The organization, um, let's say, ackworthbusiness.org, 
is the best place to um, check out all of the events. Taste of Ackworth is tomorrow, and that is um, a huge part of the ABA. It's great function. Um, and then we have, like I said, the Jolt, second and fourth. We have the Alive After Five, which is another great event that you don't have to be a member. You can come. And it's next week at Center Street Tavern on Thursday. And then the Women's Luncheon is the last Thursday of the month. And that you do have to register for. But um, there are events you don't have to register for. You can come. And then, like, with the two luncheons, you do have to register. But it's a um, – there's uh, the golf tournament mm-hmm. is also the 23rd. So it's another one of our big events helping with the uh, ABA. And so I know since you are part of the board and you do the women's luncheon, I think it's important because, you know, I'm part of the leadership team of the Carswell Business Club. Don't just come and network. You need to get involved. Because, you know, you can come and I don't think you'll get enough and as much as you can unless you get involved. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I have to say that was one of the things when I first arrived that I realized, yeah, you can just go to the Jolt and to the Alive After Five and you'll meet people. But you get so much more out of it if you get involved. And there is always a place to get involved there is it and it does help get to know people better get to know more about people's businesses and you know what the other thing is you know i may not you know like with my house you may meet me at a jolt and you may not you know you may say oh she has pet business ah, i don't have any pets i don't need to know but then we have a conversation and you find out oh wait she needs this for her car or for her house and it's that getting to know people having conversations and that's how getting involved makes all the difference in the world and building that relationship because that's that's the big big part so all right. So since you are new into your own business, you said what, July, June, July, I'm actually three months this week, three months. All right. So everybody that's in here is a business owner and small business owner. So give some advice for somebody who might be listening, who's thinking about starting a business. Do your research. That to me is the most important. Um, you now, and you must be careful. We all know the internet is not infallible. But talk to people, do research, make sure. Uh, one of the things I remember asking Kelly Nagel was, why do I want to do something that other people do? Because, you know, I'm not alone in having a pet business. And she's like, find your reason, find your why, and say, okay, I'm doing this because I'm going to do it to help others in this capacity versus other. So know your why, do your research, and, you know, be willing to take one criticism. I'm not always really (laughs) good at that, but be willing to take criticism and be willing to pivot. I also think what makes you stand out too, because even though you got other pet businesses, you may, you have a special niche, you know, and so that that makes sure people know that too. 
And I also like what Bob Brooks talks about. We talk about the CBC too, collaborate over competition. So, you know, there may be other pet businesses in there, but nobody, everybody's going to do the same thing. So, um, all right. So if people are listening, want to get a hold of you for your services, how can they do that? Positively Max and Maggie at yahoo.com. And, um, positively Max and Maggie, um, Hold on. What did I just say? <laughs> Positively Max and Maggie at Yahoo is the email address. Right. Positively Max and com is the um, website and on Instagram and Facebook. So if you type in P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E-L-Y, Max and Maggie will pop up. All right. Awesome. Well, Lori, thanks for coming and sharing a little bit of your story. And don't go anywhere. We're not done with you. So Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right, now we're moving over to Mr. Isaac Hall with the Isaac Hall Group. Isaac, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So you're dedicated because you just drove back in from Orlando because you knew you were going to be the star and you wanted to get here, right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you and I met, obviously, at the Carsville Business Club, and uh, you have a passion for helping others, I think, like everybody in this room. But uh, you chose a profession that's really, I think, hard for people to navigate, and there's a lot of uh, – I don't know. It's just weird anyway. So, um, but anyway, share your background and we'll talk into what you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Where to start? Uh, I could go on for hours, I guess. Um, I'm from uh, Dallas, Georgia, not Texas. And uh, I've been living in Bartow County, I guess the majority of uh, my adult life. And um, I grew up uh, around church a lot and uh, at 14 uh, become a Christian and I know it's business radio, but um, oh, that's fine. A lot of people share their testimony, yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, so everything I do is you know because of that, and so I really take that in the business and what I do. So I started uh, at eighteen doing landscaping, um, and did that for a few years, and then I did some electrical work. I've done roofing, I've shoveled horse manure for money. So uh, I didn't really know much about being uh, a business guy, if you will. You know, dressing up during the day, and but I got into insurance at twenty four. And, uh, with a little company called Aflac in, uh, South Georgia. And so I did that for many years. Uh, I guess almost 17 years with Aflac and, uh, the supplemental side and didn't really want to do anything else. You mentioned, uh, how it's just kind of weird and confusing. And so, but I, so I got into individual health insurance the last couple of years and it's been phenomenal. Um, people don't really, which we can get into, but people don't really understand how, how much is out there to be able to get covered. And so big on helping families, again, being in the ministry, I lead worship at my church at Grace Walt uh, Church in Cartersville. And so love to help people. And um, I've got uh, a lot of kids. Between me and my wife, we have nine kids, six boys, three girls. Uh, Our oldest is 21, and our youngest is uh, eight. So you almost doubled the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. People say it's like the Brady Bunch. I'm like, well, we're bigger. Uh, so it's, uh, we stay busy, busy with, with the kids. So like we went to Orlando, we just took the two youngest. Uh, we're, they're getting older now. So we're kicking them out as soon as we can. Uh, so we're, we're kind of getting there, but, uh, you yeah, love what we do. We, uh, big in the community now, obviously again with, uh, trying to help out at the church there. Um, and so it kind of goes hand in hand with what we do. And so, uh, so now I'm full time started, uh, the Isaac Hall group, um, in the last couple of years and really got into more that in trying to help out people on the health insurance side now than, uh, than on the AFLAC too. But, but I do both. We'll get into that in just a second, but I want to talk a little bit more about your, 
your giving back and your your passion for helping others because you uh, jumped aboard and helped us with All in All at Ministries uh, fundraiser back in June. Um, and we've brought Kevin actually was my first two time guest because since he was on the first time, there was a lot happening with his ministry. And, uh, because you were part of that, we were able to waste $10,300 for his ministry. So that was awesome. So you've also, uh, helped in ways where you necessarily couldn't come to trivia, but you bought some tickets for maybe some other folks to come and be able to participate in the monthly trivia. So I appreciate that. So why other being in a ministry and just kind of the, uh, your, your Christian walk, why is it important to be part of the community? Well, I mean, uh, she mentioned it a while ago when it comes to helping people. Um, and we say it a lot in the business club, but it, it sounds cliche, but it's really true. The more you help people, the more you, uh, help, the more it comes back. I mean, you know, as a Christian, the Bible says you reap what you sow. And when you put it out there, it's going to come back. And, uh, so, and, and two, I tell people, I say this a lot as far as being a Christian is when I was 14, I become a Christian. You know, I say, you know, the Lord changed my forever. And there's just not anything more exciting than that. And so to be able to help people, whether it's in a natural sense, uh, of helping people with recovery, we've, uh, helped, uh, Kevin out on another event uh, recently downtown and, it's just so cool to get and you see people that are really uh, down. You know, they've been through some stuff. I've been through some stuff. We've all been through some stuff. Uh, some of our stuff is out in the open more than others. And so I went through one of those moments where it was out in the open and, you know, people judge and they do these kind of things. So it's really cool to meet people in that setting um, to be able to love on them. You know, and say, I promise it's going to get better, you know, to give some hope. So, and I, and I love it because, uh, Laura, you were talking about the why, and that seems to be a theme this, this week, Eric, but, um, it is about your why because you can go into a job and have a job, but you're not going to be happy unless you know your why. And it took me a long time to figure out my why. One of these days I'll share my why on the air, but I shared a little bit yesterday with Eric and some folks. So, um, all right, let's, so let's talk about the Isaac Hall group and your insurance. You mentioned that it's the personal health. Right. It is. It is. Uh, and it's funny. I'll tell you real quick on the why. Um, when I started Aflac, like I said, almost 17 years ago, uh, Joe Harris Jr. in Cartersville was my boss. And I'll never forget. We sat there for like two hours and uh, wonderful guy. We got to talking and he asked me for like two weeks when I was working there. You know, what is your why? And. I knew he was looking for something different. I wanted to be like wife and kids. We got to buy groceries. You know, I, I'm trying to make a living. I don't know. Uh, but I'd already told him my story and I just didn't put two and two together at that age. Uh, but my cousin went through cancer in mid twenties and he fought it for a year and a half. Worst case scenario. Um, and they had Aflac through Cobb County government, his parents. And so financially changed their life. They were able to be with him for that year and a half. And so it was like a commercial. And so my story for years selling was just, Hey, this is what happened, you know? And if you need it, it's amazing. If not, it's insurance. It's a necessary evil. I know people hate insurance. Um, but so I got into the individual health part a couple of years ago and I had somebody actually very thankful for her that, um, she begged me to get into it for like five years. And I'm, I'm not really, I hate health insurance. You know, nobody likes it. It goes up every year and there's just network problems and all this. And I said, I'm good. And so a couple of uh, like I said, almost two years ago, she came to me and said, you really got to do this. So I met with some folks and, uh, it, it's really changed, uh, since 2009 when the affordable care act happened. And, uh, so now there's so much out there. Uh, and I specialize in that because typically when we talk about our perfect referral, it's not just somebody who needs health insurance. It's those that think they can't afford it. So if, if they're low income or they have their own business and they, 
they're good with their taxes and they're able to look, you know, pull their adjusted gross income. There's a lot of different ways uh, within the the setting that you can get affordable, truly affordable health insurance, which is a big deal because obviously dealing with what we do, we were even talking about the animals and having care. I mean, it's that way within yourself, whether it's your job or your family, your mental state, uh, everything that goes on, talking about recovery, um, there's help out there. And if you don't know to get it or you think you can't afford it, it affects your whole life, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So, so people who, uh, dread going there and trying to find the health insurance and, you know, some of them just say, ah, heck with it, I'm not going to get it. You know, and they pay out of their pocket, which sometimes can be a little cheaper. Um, but give some, I guess, advice on other than talking to yourself, you know, to you, uh, but give some advice for somebody, first of all, looking for insurance. And then what's the, what's, what do they need to look for? Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny you say that too. Uh, thinking about what we do versus if somebody goes on the internet and tries to search for it, it can be very overwhelming. Uh, there's tons of options. People go, what is a, deduct- a deductible? What's an out of pocket expense? You know, is it in network, out of network? What's a specialist and those kind of things. So obviously trying to find somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, I tell my, all my kids all the time. I said, if you want marriage advice, talk to somebody who's been married for 30 and 40 years. If you want money advice, talk to somebody who has money. And so if you want advice in insurance, talk to somebody who's done it and they know what they're doing. Um, yeah. And then just really looking for the need. I heard uh, one of your shows recently, I think, uh, we're talking about some insurance and everybody's different. Um, I don't go to the doctor very often. Um, uh, I had a brother who had a heart transplant. Uh, so obviously we need two totally different health plans. Uh, mine's totally different than his. So getting with someone and trying to figure out how much coverage do you really need where it doesn't break the bank. A lot of people say, um, uh, I'm overinsured. Um, I have too much insurance and I say you can never have too much insurance. You can have too much premium that you have to pay. Uh, so obviously you can't be overinsured, but you can be over uh, premium every month. So, um, you know, that's kind of the gist behind that in my opinion, but it is a necessary evil. But like you said, I, I give an example. One of my sons had a car wreck uh, last December. He was in the hospital three days and it was almost $60,000 bill. And so doctor visits won't make you go bankrupt, but that could. Um, so it's worth looking and, and finding, uh, again, I go back to scripture. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And I'm like, I got to do is find out, you know, it takes two minutes to get a quote. Um, and I love what I do. I tell people I'm very open when it comes to, uh, what I do is I get paid the same from the carrier, whether you pay zero a month or a thousand. And so you try to find somebody who's in it to say, Hey, look, whatever's best for you, you know, it's law numbers. We talked to enough people, uh, and people sign up and it helps them. So yeah, re- really again, doing research. Uh, making sure you get what you need, you know. So if you caught that, he did say zero a month. That you know, it which is it is a thing, which is pretty incredible. Um, all right. So other than because you also worked for Aflac, why is it important to possibly have a supplemental insurance? Or do you do you, you agree with that? A hundred percent. So I love Dave Ramsey because uh, we shouldn't be in debt. Um, but I also I don't agree with his lines of he doesn't like supplemental insurance. <clears throat> well. If everyone's a millionaire and you're debt-free, you don't need supplemental insurance. But 86% of Americans are paycheck to paycheck. So in my opinion, you know, my my line with Aflac for years has been, you know, if you're sick or hurt and you can't work, can you buy groceries? Can you pay your mortgage? Can you handle paying for nine kids? Uh, it's hard to do with a paycheck. <clears throat> so uh, to me, supplemental insurance is – it's a no-brainer um, unless you can go without a paycheck for a, a long extended period of time or – you have that eight or nine thousand dollars put back for deductible, and a lot of people do, but most people don't. 
Um, so yeah, I think both, uh, kind of fits, uh, your health insurance to pay doctors and hospitals. Again, you know, for me, I'm okay with having a high deductible cause I've got plenty of athlete. My son who spent, um, three days in the hospital, our deductible is $8,600. My athlete paid me 10,000 bucks, uh, on an accident plan. So it just kind of fits together. And, but also it's whatever's affordable to you. So I tell people we're here to pay you cash when you need it, not break you in the meantime. So you can't live in fear. So you pick and choose what's best and what's affordable so you can keep it. But it's, if you can afford it, it's def, definitely worth it. That's what I was going to ask because a lot of people are thinking, well, it's great and everything, but I, I can't really afford that stuff. So I guess really you guys just need to sit down, even if, with not with Isaac, but just sit down and talk to somebody so you can find out what's going on and, and what's good for you. So, um, all right. So you and I met at Carswell Business Club. Uh, you were new to networking, if I'm not mistaken. Um, how long have you been networking now? Uh, so, so I think I've, the first time I came was towards the end of last year, but really heavy the last several months trying to go uh, every week. So can you share a positive story since you've been networking? It is phenomenal. Uh, so, and I'll say this real quick. When I started Aflac, all I knew was law and numbers. So when I used to do landscaping, I would, I was that guy that put stuff on your mailbox before it was, you get in trouble. And so, and it was like, Hey, if I hit a thousand houses and I get 1%, you know, success, I'll make a living. I did that with Aflac. So I knocked on businesses doors and I was that guy. It is not fun for anybody, but it works law numbers. And you know, I was working for the ducks, you know, so I knew it would, would work. Um, and that's how I taught people for years. And then I came to the networking in Cartersville and it was so cool. My biggest thing is I hate going in a room with salespeople. And you feel like you're just trying to sell and they're trying to sell it. Nothing is fun about it. I hate it. And it was totally different there. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, like a family and people genuinely, what can I do to help? Can I get a one-on-one to see what you do? And so I started doing that. Um, and I really picked up on that. And I'm, I'm at a place where it wasn't like when I started a commission only job at 24 and I was broke. Um, thankfully I'm not at that point. So I was more relaxed as well uh, in the networking, and it is so phenomenal. I was on a call this morning, and I was telling the guy, I said, I literally, I don't remember the last day that I've not gotten a referral about health insurance. I don't remember, and tons of it come from networking um, because you're genuinely going in. What do you do? You know, I've dealt with small businesses for years, so I'm when I'm, we're talked to real estate or lenders or painters or whoever, and I say, look, I've got like all these small businesses I deal with, I can definitely put you in front of somebody. Uh, and you send that first referral and it, boom, it just starts coming. And so I told my wife the other day, I said, I really messed up uh, when I started at 24 and didn't understand uh, what it was uh, to get together with people. All I did was cold call. And I said, it could have been a whole lot different, you know? So I genuinely love it. I tell everybody I know I'm, you've got to get in there uh, and just get involved uh, and get to know people and it just comes, you know. Well, you so. talked about, you know, not knowing at 24. Anybody who doesn't know networking, I don't care what age you are, you go in, all you want to do is sell. And that's not it. You got to build the relationships. And it takes it takes a while, you know. And I think getting involved and, and having the one-on-ones and building those relationships is what, what does it. You know, and I, I, it's funny. People say, well, you need, to, you need to know Brian. He knows everybody. Well, I don't know everybody. But it is scary how many people I do know because I've networked in Atlanta for almost 30 years. And it's crazy when i sit down and said how many people i actually do know good or bad um you know and, and the networking groups there are several out there and there are some that are better than others but it's true laura you got to come to cardinal business club because it is really like a family it's more than just a and i'm not knocking the Ackworth business association but it's definitely 
you come in and you're going to be open armed. I mean, and I would say, uh, I don't know, you might, you might probably 40% may not even be from the Bartow County area that come there. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how people, and it's so accepting for, you know, and people, it's just amazing. So, um, all right. So, um, since you've started your business, give some advice for somebody who's listening who might want to start a small, start their own business. It's tough. Uh, it's funny. All I've ever done is own my own business, uh, you know, in insurance or landscaping or whatever. I love doing that. Uh, it's not what people think about. I'm the boss. I don't have to do anything. You work harder than everybody else, but it's very rewarding. Um, and a uh, couple, couple things, I guess, uh, she mentioned time while ago, management. Oh my gosh, you've got to figure that one out, calendar it out, or it will run your business. It will run you instead of you running your business, um, uh, for sure. But you can, uh, definitely take advantage, uh, of doing that and be able to work for yourself, build time again. Like this week, I was able to go to Orlando with the kids and wife and didn't have to worry about, can I take off those kind of things? Um, but really just being steady, getting after it, um, just every day, every day, uh, is is activity 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 i guess that's in any business and insurance they drilled it in our head but uh just talking to people networking talking constantly it's just whatever you're doing you're passionate about it you talk about it all the time uh be that guy in your business because the deal is if you you're passionate about it whether it's animals it's insurance it's real estate whatever it is if you're talking about it you're doing it to help other people and so when it comes across that way it makes all the difference in the world. Um, I give this last example. I've, I've hired people through the years where I really thought they were going to just knock it out of the part in the business, uh, but they were a little too slick. And so you just can't be that way. If you own your own business, obviously you're in sales and they've got to see you care. I, I talk about it in leading worship at church. And I say, you know, if we're up here and we're not smiling, we're not excited, we're not passionate about what we do. They're not going to get excited either, and they're not going to come back. So everything we do in life, uh, you know, I think is is kind of that mentality. But definitely, if you're going to do a business, you've got to be passionate about it. Uh, and if so, you put in the time and effort; it'll it'll work. Well, you talked about the sales, and 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 Lori and Eric, you guys didn't when you started your business. You came from TV background. Eric, you're first responder. We'll talk about it in a second. But you and I were in the sales part of it, and it's a lot different selling for yourself than selling for somebody else. And a lot less, the stress is different. Yeah. You put yourself, you put the stress on yourself. Yeah. I was going to say, and then you're the guy or the lady, you know, if something happens, they are calling you. Right. Uh, so yeah, you know, my cell phone's out there, my email's out there, my name's out there. And so, uh, it, another cool thing about the referrals. I mean, when you're really genuinely doing the best for that person, whether you make the sale or not, uh, I've made sales where I didn't make, that particular sale and they referred me to someone else because they truly saw, Hey, he's trying to do what's best. You know, there's been times where I've looked at people and I said, you know, individual health is not the best for you. I deal with small businesses too. And I say, you should stay with group health and I don't do group health. And so we just refer it to someone else, you know? So, but if you do that, it's definitely a different stress because, you know, when I worked for Aflac, it was the brand, it was the duck. Everybody knew it's Aflac. You know, even me, there was people that would have me in their phones as the Aflac guy. They didn't know my name. Uh, in this case, my name is in the group. I was a call group, you know, so if something happens, they know who to call. So it's a, it's a big deal to do what you say. So i got another networking story that I'll share about you that you and I did talk about, but you probably didn't think about. So when you helped with Kevin's thing, right, and you had a booth and everything, and we were putting everybody's logos out there, you didn't have a logo. Right. And so Anna made you one just out of the blue, and it was like, 
Yeah. You know, and that came from networking with the group. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was so cool because I have a meeting with her on Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, I got into this and I didn't have to worry about marketing before because it's a multi-billion dollar marketing with the duck. And so I'm just going and it grew so fast. I, said, I don't even have a logo. And <laughs> it was so cool because I'm in the printout of the book and I'm like, that is such a cool logo. And I'm like, oh, that's mine. And she did that uh, for you guys and for me. And so now I went back to her and I said, hey, I would love to pay you for that uh, so I can have that. And so we're meeting on Tuesday to go over. She's going to do all my marketing. Awesome. This is something she did for free. It helped me, helped you. And now we're yep. in business together. So That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So if somebody's listening and wants to get a hold of you for your services, how can they do that? She's also going to help me with a the website. There you go. <laughs> uh, so for now, uh, I give up my cell phone like crazy, but it's 404-391-1936. Uh, 404-391-1936. My email is isaachallgroup at gmail.com. Um, and fortunately, again, with a background of Aflac, if you look up, just Google Isaac Hall Cartersville, I will pull up because of that. So, uh, but Coming soon, I'll have a website. So, all right. Biggest thing, cell phone, email. And then again, you can just Google Isaac Hall Cartersville and I'll pull up. So, awesome. Well, Isaac, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story. Thank you. Again, we don't go anywhere because we're not done. So, now we're moving over to Mr. Eric Reagan, even though he's wearing a roll tide shirt and hat. Roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, we got to stick together because we're obviously, and it's not even Georgia, it's Alabama sitting over here. <laughs> That's why you like Aflac, Isaac, because Nick Saban's doing Aflac for you. It is ironic, isn't it? Right. So, Eric, you and I met again networking, obviously, and uh, you've got an awesome background as far as helping people because you started out as a first responder, uh, firefighter, then EMT, and you had your own ambulance uh, business for a while as well, and now you're doing something with helping people with real estate as well as just announce some ad agency stuff. So if you don't mind, share your background. Uh, Grew up in Smyrna. I'm a local guy um, to a single mom. Uh, never knew my dad. So uh, a lot of my talking about community, my dads were my coaches. Um, that's where I got my male influence and some in the church. Uh, back during that time, you know, to be a single mom out of wedlock was frowned upon. So um, my family, even my mom's family, um, didn't really have a lot to do with us. So it was the community that helped support us and take care of us. So talk about your firefighter days. Well, uh, I... (sighs) I was about 13, 14 years old um, one night, and there was a wreck. It was a rollover. And uh, I didn't know the people in the car, but I ended up get, pulling a guy out of it. It was a pretty bad wreck. It, car caught on fire, pulled the guy out. And later on, I found out that I went to school with his sister. So um, that was a... Uh, gave me a good feeling, you know, that I was able to affect somebody's life. So uh, got a job with the Smyrna Fire Department and worked there for, I think, eight years, something like that. Got my 
EMT license and then my paramedic license. Started working for uh, Metro Ambulance, um, and um, that was uh, he's that was my father in law. Uh, worked two full time jobs, uh, fire department and the uh, ambulance service. He sold um, the the ambulance service at that time. It was becoming more of a business um, where used to be it was a community of helping people you knew who you're going to work with uh, every you know you vacationed with the people you worked with and it was just a an awesome time um and then it became just a business but i ended up starting my own uh ambulance service i worked for them um for about six months and like i said they they weren't in the business of helping people they were in the business of making money and so I started my own ambulance, Gold Cross Ambulance, and uh, had it for probably 10 years and ended up selling it. So, again, you, you have a passion for others. But I want to go back for a second and ask this question for people who are listening and may not know. Share the difference between an EMT and a paramedic. EMTs, they can do basic stuff. Uh, a paramedic is more invasive. They can do give cardiac drugs they can do um innovation which is you stick a tube down people's throat when they're not breathing and be able to um you're basically a nurse pa in the street and uh a basic emt can um start ivs and do basic stuff like that but as far as giving you know drugs and stuff like that it's you have to have a paramedic license. It's a lot more uh, school, you know, more hours, uh, more clinical hours in the hospital, learning stuff, you know, hands-on stuff. So, and that and that industry, I mean, any first responder, you have to have tough skin as well because not all days are going to be, you know, happy. Um, I spent a little while as a nine one one dispatcher for the city of Kennesaw, and I can remember taking a phone call. And the woman who was calling was in the middle of having a stroke while on the call. And it was sad because the, the they while we're trying to dispatch the police there and get her, she actually wound up dying. Uh, and they could see her tire through the window, and it just couldn't get to her in time. So, um, But you shared a little bit of the story when you were, what, 14 years old. But do you have a story, another story that's, you know, really kind of drove home when you were a firefighter or a paramedic about, you know, just helping helping folks? Well, um, it is a very stressful job. Uh, I, back when I was in the midst of it, I want to say the life expectancy of a paramedic was like seven years uh-huh. just because you could not um, handle the stress. And uh, a quick story, uh, I ran a call. It was a rape call. Um, I was relatively new, maybe six, eight months on the job uh, as a paramedic. And uh, the uh, the girl that was raped, uh, when I peeked in, you know, you got to be real careful when you're a male in that situation because they just got mm-hmm. abused by a male. And I just kind of peeked my head into the uh, apartment, and uh, I couldn't. Uh, she recognized me. I couldn't recognize her because the assailant had 
broke a beer bottle by beating her in the head, mm. and her face was so swollen that I didn't recognize her. She ended up being a nurse at one of the local hospitals, and she recognized me. Almost got out of the business. Um, but you, you know, you, uh, so many things happen to kids and, you know, it's not their fault and you take them to the hospital, you care for them and the next call comes in and you're riding down the road. You got to go deal with somebody else. And over the course of their shift, you know, Two weeks later, you're riding down the road, and that person's face will pop into your mind. And you're like, whatever happened to them? How can I be so cold to not remember, you know, what happened? So I get emotional. No. Because people are, you know, I like helping people. Right. And uh, that's why the life expectancy is seven years. Because you can't deal with the stress. Right. Wow. Well, you've taken that passion into the business side of helping yeah. others and uh, also the real estate side. So I think it's really cool because your name of the, of the real estate agent is 221. Yep. Share about why the well, why it's the name of that. 221 is, uh, comes from Proverbs 221, which is a good name. is to be desired over wealth. And um, so that's my family. We own the brokerage. It's a boutique brokerage. Um, I've primarily been handling the commercial and the land aspect of it and you know we it, we like helping people because that's financially the biggest investment that most people will make uh in their lifetime so so uh, somebody might be listening um that's thinking about uh maybe needing some commercial property can you give me advice on what to kind of start looking for obviously dealing with getting with somebody like yourself who who can help them navigate that ways but what kind of what advice can you give somebody who needs some commercial property know what your your you know if it's relative to your business know what the zoning is find out what the you're able if you you know find a place uh that you would like to to um, set up shop, so to speak. Uh, and it, when it's commercial, you know, it's all about location, location, location. So um, know what the zoning is, know what the process is, find out what if you have to change zoning, um, know how much square fit footage you're going to need for your business, um, and find out, you know, what you're going to expect to pay per square footage and rent. So a lot of times it makes more sense for people to buy um, if they have the capability, you know, to buy. Uh, that way you're the landlord and you maybe can rent out part of it, part of your your business, part of your building. So, Is it different in different uh, counties as far as what to look for? Yeah, uh, they all, each, each municipality has their own zoning regulations and um and then there's you know of course the state and federal stuff that you have to be aware of also where all can you work where can people where can you help some people for them um well i'm i'm all over you know metro north metro atlanta and even as far up i've helped people in chat uh chatsworth you know up north georgia so um but yeah it's it's a fun, it's a fun business. I like 
being out and move, I, I don't like being stuck in a uh, office, so to speak. You know, so I'm I like being out and about. So, Lori, he might need you because he's got a dog that rides with him everywhere, and currently his dog is mad at him. So. Yes, he is. <laughs> I just had him neutered. <laughs> so he might need some gifts for you. There from you, you. So, um, well, you've also taken that passion and turned a little more because – yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say I did help a uh, another lady, uh, Ann Reed, in um, Kennesaw doing the same thing you did. This was probably four or five years ago. She bought the building, and they're every time I go by it, they're crazy. They come to the Ackworth, uh, I won't say the name, but they come to the Ackworth business meetings too. So, um, <laughs> it makes it makes more sense sometimes to to buy it because they're you know right. Well, what I was going to say was you've taken your passion and really kind of because you you and I sat down and. I learned just how passionate you are of people just in business because you also offer some business coaching or would like to. Um, and a, a lot of wisdom was in Eric's head. <laughs> um, but no, he just, I mean, he really takes the time to listen to you and share things you might need. And um, he encouraged me to do some things, which I've now done for my business. And, uh, I've actually formed a board and Eric is my first board member on that for that business. So, um, you're very passionate about being at events that I do and, and helping in that way as well. Um, and it was funny because you actually helped start another networking group too in Emerson. And I like that group because, uh, it's very small and intimate and some of those groups can be more of what you need than some of the larger ones. And I really, plus we're at a really good place, Doug's. You can't beat that food. So, um, but you had said something a few weeks ago that really sparked me that, um, talking about when people go into business, they don't do a lot of research. They don't know what they need. They didn't even know if you need a business license. And I was like, Oh, shoot, I don't have a business license. But I was told a couple of years ago or a few years ago that if you ever worked out of your home, you didn't need one. And so when I actually emailed my CPA and she's one told me that she's like, Oh no, you need one. So. I got hit with some pretty heavy fines, but I got one now. So thank you for that. Um, but you have jumped into a new adventure with a buddy of ours, Jeff Stone. Share about that. Well, talking about the real estate uh, business, I, I purchased some leads. Uh, and, you know, and basically everybody that we talk to that's in business would love to have more business, love to have more leads. Purchase some leads. Uh, I won't say the name. They were awful. Um, you're fighting uh, 10 other agents to, you know. And it basically it was, we're going to take your money and we're going to send you these leads and that's you're on your own. And so Jeff and I, Jeff is very passionate also about helping people. And we decided that, you know, I was trying to figure out a way I could get more leads for real estate. And um, we decided, we did some research and came up with uh, a place that actually gave, I went through coaching and some uh, instruction as far as setting up leads and uh, different ways to, uh, to provide people with uh, leads for their business um, and getting reports uh weekly and being able to actually p- 
pin, is this working? No, it's not working. Well, let's change something, you know. And it's, you know, a lot of it's through uh, Facebook, social media, Facebook, Google, TikTok. Uh, we do billboards, uh, TV. Now, when I say TV, it's not like, you know, TV that's going to broadcast to hundreds of thousands. They actually have it now where you can target specific um, neighborhoods and uh, demographics, uh, so you're not uh, you're not targeting people uh, that you don't need to target. So it's a lot more um, economical for a business um, to. Uh, and that's another thing we we come from a background of you know my business coaching and being able to uh, actually find funding for um, businesses. Uh, a lot of small and medium businesses don't have the ability, uh, unless they're coming out of their own pocket, to buy leads um, or to purchase, you know, new business. And that's kind of um, kind of scary, actually. You know, when you're thinking, well, you know, you need to market because you got to get get your name out there, the branding and and that kind of stuff. And uh, so we started our our business, Lead Lab Magnet is uh the name of the business and um we're just trying to we're taking on a few businesses um as case studies to you know not really make any money we're just going to do it at cost and just get in hopes that people will you know we'll get them business and they'll use us you know in the future so uh, we talked about jeff jeff's been on the show and actually Isaac, you met Jeff is a former soccer player, played for the LA Aztecs. I think I had joked with him the other day when we talked about the Aztecs. I thought they were in Mexico. So, um, super nice guy though. So the, you guys combination is awesome. So, um, another thing that I'll just mention real quick is you also are, uh, whether you know this or not, you're a story of inspiration to people because you're currently going through some things that are, aren't good, but you're just kind of rolling through them and things and you're, and I just think it's, it's, great to see when somebody when there's adversity because a lot of people will just say all oh, the heck with it and just give up so uh i want you to know that you're a story of inspiration for some folks so um all right so give some advice again on your end uh of starting a business if somebody's listening wants to start one um have a vision um i through my years of uh if you can write your vision even a vision board, uh, and dream big. Don't, you know, don't be afraid to dream. Um, but put it on a board and put that board up somewhere where you're going to be able to look at it and see it and keep that vision and then set up, uh, tactics that will help you, help you reach goals as you go i'm a big proponent of a 12 week year and basically you know people set goals they do you know the they're now people are are currently getting their goals ready for 2024 and january rolls around and you know you got the holidays you're coming off the holidays it's cold things are slow and next thing you know it's june and you haven't done any of your goals, and you think, eh, I've still got the end of the year. Well, if you think about a 12-week year, you have an ability to see what works 
what's working and what's not. And then you can adjust for the next 12 weeks. So, um, but a big thing of that is the vision and know, have your vision of what you want to accomplish and what your, your business is going to do, whatever business that is, if it's rescuing animals or, you know, um, helping people with insurance, um, have a vision and stay focused on that vision. So we also talked about the networking piece that you have to help start another networking group. Can you got a positive story you can share with networking? Yeah. Uh, just getting to know people. Um, we're a community and you know, you can know somebody, um, or think you know somebody, but when you really get to know them and talk with them and spend some time with them, then you really start finding out, you, you know, you, you have the people that want to come into a networking group and they want to get the business and they want to, uh, you know, they just want to come in and get the business. Well, they see, uh, for instance, my situation is real estate. Well, under the current situation, you know, you have a lot of mortgage lenders and real estate agents that are going to these networking groups and uh, back to the collaboration over competition thing, learn from other people who are in the business and, you know, be yourself. Things that people might be doing might not work for you, but at least you know that, that that's out there and that's a, a – uh, a choice that you can make if you want to try and do it or not. But, you know, um, a positive, I think, you know, just getting to know you and being a part of, uh, your charity. I, you know, I think it's great what you do. I fully support, you know, coming out and I want to be a sponsor with our new business, uh, for what you do. Uh, we're just not there yet, but right. Well, so I'm going to give a shameless plug, even though it's not really a shameless plug because I help, I like helping people myself. So, and I, for those of you who don't know, I do a monthly trivia and I rotate charities. So it's 12 charities that just in trivia alone that's helping this year. I've already got next year's lined up and 10 of the 12 charities are changing for the trivia. But Eric, you come every month. Just share a little bit about, about, you know, because it, it's different from somebody who comes versus me talking about it. Oh, it's, uh, it's an awesome time. I mean, it's, and it doesn't take a lot of time. It's not like it's going to be three or four hours. You know, you go and, the food is fantastic. It's a buffet. Um, and, uh, you know, so you get plenty of food, all the food, pizza, wings, uh, and are not just little dinky wings. These are big, you know, healthy wings. Um, and, uh, it's just fun having, I mean, I don't, I've never won, I've, you know, but I've never came in last either. Right. But well, there you go. But it is fun. And you learn, you know, you learn some interesting things. So I tell people, you know. get ready for some useless knowledge. Yeah. It's fun though. It is, it is a lot of fun. And it's for a good cause. I mean, from, you know, the, the humane society to the food pantry, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, that's what we should all be doing. A lot, uh, world would be a better place if more people had that vision of wanting to help and be community oriented and not stay. We're also focused on our phones and yep. our own little world and we don't want to interact. And so, yep. 
So that leads me to this month. If you guys like having fun, not that the other trivias aren't fun because Eric just said they were, but this month we're going to a little more fun. Uh, October 18th is this month's trivia. We're helping the Red Door Food Pantry, which is the group in uh, Cartersville who helps Bartow County feed the homeless uh, and those in need. We are doing a Halloween-themed trivia and a costume contest. So, Isaac, I expect to see your costume that night. So, um, But you can register. Go to B's. That's B apostrophe S. Charitable uh, Pursuits Facebook page because all the links on there as well. My website is B's Charitable. That's B-E-E-S because Google and websites don't like the B apostrophe. Uh, but you can see a calendar and all that as well. So, all right, as we wrap this up, I like to do this. I like for you guys each to share a positive quote, nugget word, uh, for those listening to finish the rest of today and the rest of 2023 and beyond with. So, Lori, what you got? Well, I think the, the quote that is stuck with me, I said it earlier. If you're, you know, if you're, schedule is full but your soul is not then you need to think about what you're filling your schedule with and make sure that what you're doing is filling your soul well, Isaac oh that was unexpected uh, I could give a thousand uh, I was thinking though he was you were talking about him going through some stuff um, this one's scripture but uh, it's just one thing where if you read over and over and over in the Bible it says and it came to pass never says it came to stay. And so um, I just thought about that. I don't even know what you're going through, but I, but I mentioned it earlier about being there when people are broken and they need something. So whatever it is, whether it's business, it's personal, it's whatever, it, this too shall pass. It came to pass. There you go. Eric, before you share yours, I forgot to ask you, if somebody's listening wants to get a hold of your services and get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, leadlabmagnet.com. Uh, email eric at leadlabmagnet dot com uh if you're re- looking for real estate it's 221 twenty two the letters i mean the numbers actually two two o n e realty dot com all right all right does not give us your wisdom uh i would say uh all right i'm gonna give two short ones okay uh the bible says do not fear 365 times. That's one for each day. Don't fear. Fear is a liar. The other one is, I think it was Zig Ziglar. Uh, if you, um, if you help others succeed, you will be successful. Nice. All right. The other thing that I like to do is, uh, the thank you is a lost art these days. So, uh, Laurie, thank you for what you're doing for the pets now and also being a fellow who day and, you know, not many of us down here. So Isaac, thanks for what you do for the folks and navigating the insurance. Cause it is a weird, all kinds of weird stuff going on with that. And just being able to help people with that. And Eric, thanks for what you, first of all, your service that you provided and now helping the people in their business and everything, everybody out there listening, remember, let's be positive. Let's be charitable.